Hello. Thanks for connecting to the teachings of Prophet Lovi Elias. May you be blessed by this teaching and may your life never be the same. To get the most value from this word, empty your heart and be ready to receive. If you have been impacted by this ministry and want to sow into it, please visit prophetlovi.com or revelationchurchla.org. Now here's our prophet, Dr. Lovi Elias. I want to teach you a spiritual strategy. Amen. Help us. Help us. Okay, I'll, I'll talk to the one that clapped. <laughs> now, let me explain to you something that is uh, significant spiritually. God responds to a language, and, I, and uh, I've been speaking about this, but I want to go a little more into this in order for you to, to truly understand how God is. And uh, I think I did a live stream. When was the last one I did? Wednesday? Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday. What was it about? I can't even remember. But I know I mentioned this. Sunken place, yeah. I was speaking about this. I was teaching this. And, and, and I mentioned it in the, in the live stream is that our biggest disadvantage as believers is we have no understanding of whom we serve. You know, when you don't know who you are serving, if you don't know whom you are in a relationship with, you're most likely going to ruin the relationship. Not because the other person is not in love with you, but because you don't know how to deal with the person. Uh, most relationships are destroyed simply because of misunderstanding. Because when you fall in love with somebody, you genuinely fall in love, but the maintenance of that relationship is completely based in knowing the person you're with. It is not the feeling that will sustain you, but it is the understanding of the person that will sustain you. Amen. Because love is ultimately primarily a decision. Affection comes and grow, goes. It goes in seasons. There are times you feel more in love. There are times you feel more connected to your friends. And there are times you will not. But it is the decision to be with those friends, to be with that person, uh, that determines how long the relationship will last. If God measured his relationship with us based on how we make him feel, we will all be in hell right now. But God deals with us based on the decision he made, knowing exactly who we are. He knew we are fallible. We can fall. We can backslide. We can have errors. But he said, you know what? I still love you, and I am going to help you to become exactly what you're supposed to be. So God has maintained his side of the relationship. And because he has maintained that side, when we talk about God's love, we forget that God gets angry. Because God, you, you, every emotion you feel did not start with you. You are not the creator of these emotions. It started with God Almighty himself. God has anger. God has a temper. God laughs sometimes. God gets sad sometimes. Oh yes, I've seen visions of the Lord Jesus crying. Saddened. I felt that emo it's the worst thing to feel. And uh, the first time I felt this was when I was taken to hell. And I saw his eyes when he looked at the people who were being tormented. It was terrible to see. You could feel his heart. It's unbearable. So God has emotions too, but God never makes decisions based on how he feels. 
God is a just God. He makes everything, every decision, he makes it based on his justness, what is righteous, not because of how he feels. If God dealt with us based on feelings, no one can stand before him. Now, it is your duty as a child of God to understand God whom you're with, to know that if I do this, he will respond like this. If I say this, he will respond this way. The problem is the church has dealt with God like a genie. Come on. Father, in the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. <laughs> and you expect a certain outcome, but you don't know that God. Let me give you an example. When we say, Father, protect me. You think God leaves heaven to come and stand guard at your door. No, it doesn't work like that. God will commission angels to watch over you. So if you don't even understand the operations of the spiritual world and how it works, you're already at a disadvantage in dealing and working with God. Amen. So just the same way you maintain a relationship with your brother, your sister, your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, uh, it's the same way you must know this God you're serving. Now, there are many of you that are here there is somebody that is responsible for the life you're going through right now. There is somebody that rose up against you to stop you from entering into the promise that God has ordained. But the language in which God responds to fight for you, many believers don't know it. They do the opposite. Help us. Let me, let me find somebody that I can talk to. There is a reason why Jesus was telling you love your enemies, not fight them, speak ill against them. It's because he understood the heart of his father and how his father responds to people when they do certain things. So as a child of God, you need to understand signals that will trigger God to do something. God doesn't always function based on what you say or what you declare. But there are triggers that trigger God in order for God to do something. Amen. When you praise God when you're in need, God is determined to prove his glory over your life. Hallelujah. If you're locked up in prison and you pray, Father, fight for me, deliver me. You are most likely not going to get delivered. But if you're in prison, you lift your hands and you say, Father, you're good. Yeah. Father, you're beautiful. Yeah. No matter what is going on to be with you is all I need. Yeah. I don't need to be free because I am already free in you. Yes. Your presence is my freedom. Hallelujah. God is triggered to show up. Amen. I feel like I'm prophesying Hallelujah. to the wrong people. Hallelujah. God is determined. Hallelujah. To come down and break prison doors. Yeah. I prophesy to somebody. Hallelujah. I speak to somebody right now. Hallelujah. Who is listening to my voice. That there are things you can do. There are things you will do. There are things you will learn about God in order to get a reaction from God. That's good. Uh, so good. That's so good. Hallelujah. Uh, sit for two seconds. Sit for two seconds. You need to know words are powerful. But words are not for God. 
Words are to project what God wants through you. The only time you see God speaking is when God transferred things from his realm where he had created them into the physical world. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then God starts to speak after creating. Let there be. So words are simply a vehicle to transport things from the spirit into the physical. That's good. So when I use words, I am not using it to speak to God because God does not need to hear my words in order to answer me. The Bible says, before they pray, I will what? Answer. When you determine in your heart and you say, Father, I need a new house. God has already answered. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you write, your, you see, God does not search the lips of men, but he searches the hearts of men. He says that God will give you your heart's desire, not your lips' desire. Deep. So good. Deep. So good. The teaching. <laughs> Sit down for two seconds. Let me tell you the truth. Help us. It is very rare for me to sit down and actually pray for things. I don't. When I want something, I know how to position it in my heart. That God will look and he will do it without me saying. When I praise to worship God is to understand his will for a particular thing, is for him to reveal himself more to me. But daily life things, I don't need to sit there, Father, you know I need a house. If he's my father, he should know. If... Ah, amen. That's good. <laughs> is this making sense so far? Making yes. sense. Is, is, this, is this making sense so far? Woman of God, do you know anyone in the San Diego area? Uh, who is in San Diego? Um, my daughter. Um, my daughter, my stand, grand. Stand, stand up, stand up. Come on. You said who? Um, my daughter. It's a lot of people I know. Okay. <clears throat> Are you from there or is it only your daughter that is there? I'm from San Diego. You are from San Diego. Prophesy. So did you drive from there or did you just... I drove. From San Diego? Yes. Prophesy. <laughs> I saw a small vision that I want God to visit you and to bless you. Prophesy. When you are coming here today, God took me in a vision and I saw this. And I saw you, uh, I don't know if this is uh, bluish. It's like, a, it's like, is it a truck? Is it a truck? It's like bluish or something. It's an SUV. It's an SUV, right? Yes. Yeah. Is it bluish or what is it? Is it's, it like a faded, what is this? It's, it's like, a, it's green. People say it's black, but it's a dark avocado it, color. It's like an avocado color. Okay, my, in my vision, it looks faded. It's not like... Yes. It's faded, right? Yes. And when I'm looking at this car, it's, uh, see, it, to me, it looks like a faded blue. I'm not very good with colors, but I'll tell you what I saw. <laughs> and I saw you in this, I call it a truck, but it's like an F SUV. Yes. 
Is what is it, Toyota? What is this? What it's a, a rogue. A, a rogue. Okay, I am seeing you sitting in this car, and I saw when you are about to leave your house, and I am seeing you sitting at the front, determining that, Lord, I need to go see the man of God, and I'm going to get there early, so that I can secure my place, so that he can talk to me. Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> 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 Lift your hands to Jesus. I just want to bless you very quickly. Amen. And I am seeing you in this car driving. And I saw the angel of the Lord besides your car listening to your prayer. In your heart saying, Lord, intervene for my family. We have cried so much. There's been a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And, and you are crying to God so much. Let me ask you, how many sisters do you have? I have one sister. And one one sister. One sister. And because I'm hearing the angel of the Lord saying we need to pray for her sister, your sister. Yes. She needs a hand, the hand of God to touch her. Yes. She's not in a very good position. No. The Lord is saying that your prayer and the reason why you came, you wrote it in your heart. You determined three days ago that I have to be in church. You wrote it in your heart. Yes. You didn't even pray. You are determining in your heart. Yes. I'm going to get in my car. I'm going to gas up my car and I'm going to go down. If the car breaks down, it breaks down. But I'm going to go anyway. And God is going to visit me. Yes. The Lord is saying that you, your prayer has been answered in heaven. Thank you, Lord. Amen. While you're Amen. sitting, understand this. That what brought you to the house of God, you didn't really come to see me. I am just an extension of the Lord Jesus. I am not Jesus. But just think about this. If a mortal man can know where you came from, how your car looks like, what you are saying three days ago before you came, your prayer in your heart for your own family, you have to understand that God has already touched you. I am only speaking to you so that you know that God has already answered what you did not even pray yet. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I feel like I'm talking to myself. Hallelujah. Before uh, uh, service ends. I will pray for you. I'll tell you one or two things more Amen. for your family. Just something you need to do when you get home. Okay. And you will see the hand of the Lord Jesus in your life. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I didn't mean to prophesy, but she excited me. Prophesy. Go deep. Now, now, capture this. This was a small demonstration to just show you that God knows what is in your heart. God knows it. God knows what is in your heart. So prayer does not begin when I speak. Prayer begins when my intent is correct, when my heart is pure, when I put that prayer request on the forefront of my heart and it becomes a desire that I know only Jesus can answer. While you are doing that, God has already answered. What did God tell Daniel? He said Daniel to he sent 
uh, angel Gabriel to Daniel and he said this, Oh Daniel, servant of the Most High God, from the day you set your mind towards these things, I was already sent to answer you. So words are simply to transport things from the spirit into the physical. But the things that God responds to are signs and tokens move God in a way that words cannot move God. So as a child of God, you need to comprehend that if I want a certain reaction from the Lord, what must I do to provoke that reaction? When God wanted to deliver the children of Israel from Egypt, he told them, I will come down and I will slay the Egyptians. But make sure you put blood on your door. If I come and I see the blood, then I will pass over you. Notice God is not responding on them because they are born again. God is not responding to them because they are Christians. God has seen something that triggers him to see mercy. Oh, that's good. Too good. When God sees blood, he sees mercy. Amen. Amen. So God said, when I see the blood, he's talking about himself. Saying, this is my trigger. If I see blood on your door, I will actually cross over you. But if I don't see it, I will destroy the firstborn in your house. So if you put this, it will force me to be what? Merciful. So God knowing himself, he sent his own son, who is himself reflected into creation. And he takes himself and sacrifices himself before himself. So that every time he looks at you and me, he sees the blood of his son. Hallelujah. It triggers him to be merciful. Yeah. It triggers him to bless you. Hallelujah. It triggers him. Yeah. Hallelujah. Why didn't God just say, just think about this. Why didn't God just say, if you say, Father, forgive me. And that word will remain in his ear. Nope. Is this making sense so far? Yes. Yes. So you have to understand the prayer goes beyond shada bada 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 ira bada 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 yes lord yes i don't even know what prayer that is because they say yes lord and they are not hearing anything. Yes lord. Yes lord. Do it, Lord. If you ask them, yes, what did he say? <laughs> crickets. <laughs> hey, Christians, we are deep. <laughs> yes, Father. Yes, Father. Do it, Lord. If you ask them, ah, what is God doing? <laughs> they will look at you and say, I has not seen no. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is this. We are not understanding the ways of the spirit. So it is becoming a struggle. It is becoming what? A struggle. So God reacts to triggers. God reacts to what? Triggers. So you have to know how to pull his strings. That even if he, I don't want to. 
I don't want to know. Okay. Just because he saw something. And God has been showing us this about himself for a long time. But the modern church does not understand spiritual things. So they always want to argue about sacrifices. They always want to argue about giving. They always want to argue about this. Because they don't understand what moves God. Teaching. Uh, is this making sense? They don't understand what moves God. They have no idea. If you understood why the Lord God himself had to slay his own son, you will be the biggest sacrificer of before, or, or, or a sacrificial person before God because you understand the voice of a sacrifice God cannot deny. That's good. Teaching. But if you don't know this, You'll be foolish to say, oh, Jesus just died for us. Jesus, you, you will not understand it because you're not spiritual. Yes. Good. So God has what? Triggers. So whenever you're fighting a spiritual battle, you don't fight when your enemy rises up against you. When people turn against you, there is a way God is waiting for you to react in order for him to react. Amen. When sickness comes after you, when doors are closed before you, God is expecting a certain reaction from you in order for him to react. Teaching good. Amen. God is not waiting for prayer because he knows what is going on. You see, let, let me ask you a question. You see, people always say this. Let me answer this for somebody that needs to hear this. People always say this. Uh, prophet, if God knows what I want, why do I need to pray? You are praying because you don't know how to trigger God. Wow. Ooh, that's good. Listen to what Jesus said. Jesus said this. He said, if you earthly fathers know how to give good gifts, how much more for your father in heaven? Jesus is shocked that you're praying for bread. He's saying, don't you think your father knows you need it? You think God is evil for you to kneel down and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, my rent, my mortgage has not been paid. Father, you can pay it today. That is a foolish prayer. I'm sorry to tell you, it's foolish. It shows that you don't know God. You think God is like the devil and idols that you need to beg. Woo. If God is your father, he has the capacity yeah. to provide for your needs. But yeah. there is a posture that forces God to provide. Amen. If you don't position yourself in the manner and in the way that speaks the language of God. Uh -huh. Do you realize the children of Israel in the wilderness with Moses, they never prayed, oh father we want, imagine they're in the wilderness. They're not hungry. They're provided for. One day they just woke up, they say we are tired of this, we want bread. They want bread where there are no bakeries, where there's nothing. It shows you the level of revelation they had of God. They said, we want bread. We want bread. Let, can I tell you something? Bread is not an earthly invention. You know that? The first time bread is mentioned is in Genesis chapter 3. If you did not know, Adam was not only eating fruits. Adam was eating bread in the garden. Yes. God tells him, I'm sending you out of this garden from today. For you to eat bread, you will sweat. Uh. 
The first mention of bread, Adam used to eat manna with angels. Not just the fruits in the garden. There is nothing new under the sun. You think this is new? Oh, we have... No, nothing. (laughs) So these guys knew about Adam eating bread in the garden when there was no... Wow, that's... No bakery, nothing. So they're in the wilderness. They say, ah, we are tired of just eating these greens and salad, salad. Are we goats? (laughs) No more grass. Moses, we want bread. They didn't even say, Moses, is there a spiritual possibility? Come on. (laughs) You see, when you pray, you look for possibilities. uh, But you don't uh, understand all things are possible. Is there anything too difficult for God? Your measure of prayer is based on carnality, not in God's. You're teaching good. I prophesy to somebody. Yeah. That you will understand what moves God. Yes. See. We sit down for two seconds. We are going somewhere. Do you realize that God is always seeking to show you that nothing is impossible for him? So if you know that, it means God is seeking a challenge to prove himself. Ah, that's good. He went over some people's heads. Some people didn't hear it. Let me say it one more time. God is saying, is there anything too difficult for me? What is he trying to tell you? Find something that you think is difficult. And let me show you that it is nothing to me. Your blessing is nothing to me. Opening doors for you is nothing for me. Healing you is nothing for me. Blessing you is nothing for me. My God. The Bible goes as far as to say, if God did not spare his son... Good. Are you catching what I'm saying? We catch it. We are going somewhere. See, 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 see. See, 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 see. see for two seconds. So there is a formula. When Moses stood before the Red Sea, I'm bringing you somewhere. Uh, we are almost there. Um, this is still introduction, by the way. We're with you. We're with you. Because there is something we are going to do to the enemies today. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. That whether they're in the village, in the city, yeah. no matter where somebody was holding your come blessing, on, come yeah. on. they will wish they never met you in this life. Amen. Hallelujah. They will pray, Lord, why was I born? <laughs> they will regret the day they touched you as a child of God. Yeah. Whether you know them or you don't know them, they will expose themselves. Amen. They will come and beg you, man of God, woman of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. Victory is yours, victories. Especially those who are clapping their hands. Yeah. Rejoicing before the Lord. Hallelujah. Victory is yours, victory is yours. Yes. If you believe this, shout fire. 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 Hallelujah. Sit for two seconds. We are going somewhere. Woo! That's good. (laughs) Listen, listen to this. Capture this. Capture this. Capture this. I want you to listen not only with your mind, but listen with your spirit. Amen. Let these things download. 
So you have to understand that God speaks indirectly sometimes to cause you to think. When Moses stood before the Red Sea, he's right there in front of it. And he looks. The people are like, Moses, we left graves in Egypt. Why did you bring us out here to die? We should have died there. At least there will be markings for our graves here. Who's going to bury us? They started regretting that they left Egypt. Moses stands and he says, Fear not, you will see the mighty hand of God. He did not say this because he heard from God. He just spoke from his spirit. The Egyptians you see today, you shall see them no more. And the Bible says that Moses turned and he began to pray, Father, what do I do? The moment he started praying, God rebuked him. He said, Sir, why are you praying? Why are you praying? Stretch your hand, command the sea to part, and tell the children of Israel to march. Notice, God reacted of Moses' declaration. He did not need Moses' prayer. Teaching. That's good. When a situation is before you, You're teaching and good. you say from today, yeah. me and my children's children yeah. uh-huh. will never face cancer again. Yeah. Uh-huh. We'll never be- yeah. We'll never face poverty. Yeah. Uh-huh. We'll never face hardships. Uh-huh. You have just given God an assignment that he was waiting for you to speak. Amen. Amen. Sit for two seconds. Because what you're declaring, you are triggering God to act because to ask God and to act with God are two different things. When you're asking God, you want to know his will. The issue is the will of God has already been revealed. It may not be the specific will of God, but the general will of God has been revealed. Amen? Amen. You are above and not what? Below. So anything that puts you down, you already know God wants you to be what? Above. So you don't need to pray, Father, should I be rich? Yeah. You're teaching. You're teaching. Jesus died so that you may be healed. You are asking God, Father, if it is your will, let me be healed. So I killed my son. Wow. So that you can ask me if it is my will. Have I not revealed my will? By his stripes, you are healed. But because you have not understood the mind of God, you are asking him for things that are obvious. So God knows you are not spiritual. Because spirituality is measured by acting on spiritual signs and tokens. You help them. Not by simply saying some nice spiritual things. Go there. Not because you say, oh, I'm filled with the Holy mm, The Holy Ghost. Uh, mm, mm, oh, yes, Father. <laughs> Yes, father. <laughs> my father, my father. <laughs> That's not what God is responding to. They said, Jesus, we have sent people away because there is no bread. 
Jesus is thinking, send people away. Did I not feed a whole nation in the wilderness? Jesus looked at them and said, you give them what to eat. They said, Lord, you know we got cash, but there's nowhere to buy anything. They went into human resorts. And a young boy said, me, 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 me. I have fish and bread. Jesus said, give it to me. Jesus just took it and gave thanks. He didn't say, Father, in the name of Jesus. And that is me, Jesus, calling on you. <laughs> oh, Father, there is 5,000 Shadrach, Meshach, and Abed Negroes here. Uh-huh. They all need to eat now. Yeah. Father, today multiply. <laughs> I speak to the... Hey. He never did that. He knew that his father knew that these people are gathered here. Yeah. He is the one who gathered them. If he's going to gather them and he wants them to have the bread of life, then he needs to provide for them where they are. That's good. They don't need to be somewhere convenient. Having God is all they need. Amen. Jesus gave thanks, brought it down, broke it into pieces and said, distribute. There was no prayer of multiplication. Wow. You're teaching. teaching. Let me give you a, a cool spiritual strategy. Just one. Just one. Listen to this. If I want God to increase my wealth, I don't ask God to give me wealth. I pursue what God is interested in in order for him to give me wealth. That's good. God is interested in the widows, the widowers, his work, souls to be saved. So when I take a decision and I say, ah, I am going to be blessed by partnering with God. I'm going to figure out where people who are hungry or what his house needs in order for more souls to be won. I don't have much, but the one I have, I will win souls. You just told God, make me rich so that I can do this more. Amen. Amen. Because there is a lot of people, listen to this, there is a lot of people that give for themselves, they don't give into the purpose of God. And if you don't do anything for the purpose of God, you don't increase. You see, Solomon was very intelligent. God came to him and told him, Solomon, what do you want me to do for you? It was a trick question. What do you want? Do you know what Solomon said? Solomon didn't just say, I want wisdom. He said, Lord, Give me wisdom so that I can lead your great people. Ah, that's it. And God understood what Solomon said without Solomon saying it. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of what? Wisdom. So you were saying, God, I want to reverence you. That when I deal with your people, I will deal with them based on what you want. Yes. So God looked at him and said, wow. You did not ask me for the heads of your enemies. You did not ask me for wealth. You did not ask me for any of these things. You just want to do things the way I want to do them. Because you have asked for this, not only will I give you that, but I will give you everything else that you didn't ask for. In the time of Solomon, Israel prospered the most. Simply because he wanted to do things the way God wanted him to do. You see, if he stood there and said, Father, you know we need riches, we need this so that we can do this, we can do... God would have rejected him. Short-sightedness. Making sense so far? Yes. Yes. So, when God 
is walking with you, when God is speaking with you, when you're engaging with God, you have to understand that God is moved. God is triggered naturally when you do certain things. The Bible says God enthrones the worship of his people. If you genuinely, if you genuinely begin to worship, God will show up. Even if he didn't want to come, he will come. Because it pulls him by fire, by force. He can't help it. Where people are in love with him, he will show up. Not where people are singing Christian songs. That part. Make it plain. Take it there. Because God is seeking those who will what? Worship him in spirit. God is looking for it is a thirst within God. Where are these people that will love me the way I should be loved? So if he finds, if he hears it, he runs to that place. I'm going to tell you something. I wish I could call some people right now, but we're in service. I'm going to tell you this. And I tell you this, the Lord Jesus is my witness. After the Lord visited me when I was six, and my encounters with God increased, When I was about 13 years old, the age of my son Andrew, I would have times that I would pray and worship God. And at that time, I was living with my cousin, my first cousin, his name is Paul. He's in Zimbabwe right now. If I could call him, he would tell you this story. And this happened many times. I would lock myself in the room by myself. And I would get on my knees And I would worship God. And when I would worship God, a physical pillar of fire appears. Wow. I would see it. And I remember some friends started, two of my friends wanted to join. Oh, we hear you're praying, whatever, whatever. So they came to me to pray with me. I close my eyes and I'm worshiping and I see the pillar of cloud shows up. This pillar of fire will show. They started taking their clothes because it gets hot. But I am not, me to me it's normal. My own cousin Paul, one night I'm sitting in my bed. We were staying in a one-bedroom, small one-bedroom. So he's sleeping on that side and I'm sleeping on the floor, right? I have a mattress and he has a bed. And I'm just at night and I'm laying down on my back and I began to worship God by myself. All of a sudden the roof on the house started to shake. He got up, he said, no more praying at night. No, he literally banished me from you pray in the day by yourself, not at night anymore. But these are things that I learned not because I was reading scripture, I learned it by revelation. Until now, sometimes I, I was showing Auntie Ben, Benny was with me at home, and one night we were sitting together, and I told her, You want to see something cool? Okay. Watch this. I closed my eyes and I began to call him. Immediately, the whole room changes. Even the hairs on our own body begin to stand. I say, and then I stop, it stops. I'm like, do you see that? That is how you walk with the presence of God. Amen. There are triggers that force God to do certain things. Amen. These are prophetic mysteries and secrets, but God has given it to you and to you and to you. Amen. God operates in such simplicity. God is not complicated. 
He is complex, but not complicated. So there are things that you can do to make God do certain things. I'm going to read you something and I want you to understand why this message is for you. There are situations that many of you are going through now that God is simply waiting for you to do something. You see, when Job was being tested and tempted of the devil, God did not intervene for him until when God told him to do a particular thing at the end. After God had corrected Job, Job raised an altar before God. And when he did what God wanted him to do, then God restored him. And God told his friends to come and give an offering to Job in order for Job to pray for them so that God's hand can go off them because God was ready to strike them. Are you getting what I'm saying? So notice God did not just say, Job, your friends spoke out of turn, so I'm going to let it go. He said, let them do this and this, then my hand will come off them. So there are things that make God react beyond words. I want us to go to the book of Acts. Mm. Mm. Acts chapter 28 from verse 1. Acts 28 from verse 1. If you are there, shout fire. Fire. Uh, this fire is too small. Fire. If you are here, shout fire. Fire. Now listen to this. And he says this. And when they were escaped... Then they knew that the island was called Melita. This is actually between Africa and the Middle East. It's a small island somewhere there. All the anointing is on that side, by the way. <laughs> Verse 2. And the, and the barbarous people showed us no little kindness, for they kindled a fire and received us, everyone, because of the present rain and because of the cold. Listen to me, children of God. Rain always comes before your crop begins to grow. Amen. So when rain comes, the blessing has not showed up yet. Because when rain comes, things become muddy. Good. You're teaching. Some people missed what I'm trying to say. Ah. When the rain comes, things don't become clear. Things become muddy. Teaching. When muddiness comes, when things become muddy, remember, in order for God to form, He needs clay. Ah. Take us there. Take us there. I'm trying to go somewhere, but... We're with you. We're with you. So God will send rain first. But in the time of rain, things have not taken shape yet. But God is working something in the background. There are people who will receive you not because 
they want to help you they will receive you in order to keep you in misery because they want to remain in the same place so they will act with you because misery loves what company Wow. So some of you don't understand that. Uh, yeah. There are some people that are cool with you, not cool with you to be cool with you, but they're cool with you to keep you where you're supposed to be. Wow. You wow, 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 wow. You are with them so they want to keep you where they are. We just found another person. Yeah, you know, these things happen to all of us. You know, maybe that's not for us. So it's... When things get muddy, God wants you to maintain your perspective. To understand that you are going through a transition. This is not your destination. Amen. 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 So the present reign gives God an opportunity to fashion and to shape things concerning your life. But others will also see it like things have gone cold for you. So they will say, no, 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 it's okay. So they kindle a little fire, not a big fire, but a little what? Fire. Fire. They kindle a little fire to give you comfort. You know, when things are warm, you get comfort. They kindle a little fire to put band-aids on you. To be like, you know what? Life doesn't have to be over there. It can be here too. This is, this is it. Watch this in verse 3. It gets interesting. Now Paul notices that their fire is little. Listen to what the Bible says now. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks, Paul is like, okay, wait. This fire Mm -hmm. is not enough. It is good, but it is not enough. This is not the kind of fire I am used to. When, when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat. Woo! Some people have fire, but it is hovering snakes. Ah, uh, deep. Uh, I am talking to, let me find people that are ready to hear this message. Don't settle for small comfort because within that comfort there is a viper that is killing you. Teach, Papa. Wow. You're helping. But God has called you to increase the call. Yes. So that the vipers that are hiding behind your life. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Woohoo! Sit sit for two seconds. I promise you have 12 minutes. I'm finishing. The whole Good. time you are cool, uh-huh. you don't want to turn up the fire. There is no snake. Wow. That Ooh. snake is just waiting for you. The moment you want to increase the heat, the first place they go is for your hand. Yeah. 
So their goal was to keep you comfortable. In a stagnant place. In a place where you will not mount much, you will just survive. Just, just survive. You, you, you ah, it's, this is good for you. It's not for everybody to be on top. It is not for everybody to succeed. But when Paul took the fire, he wanted to bless everybody. Because the fire was small. But the moment he increased the call, the fire increased. He realized that within the fire, within the warmth, there was a viper. God told me to tell you, don't fall for temporary comfort that you forget the future. Amen. That God has ordained for you. Amen. Amen. Be willing to fight for what is to come. Amen. Yes. Don't be comfortable. I feel like I'm talking to the wrong church. You're talking to us. Don't be comfortable for the little comfort. Yeah. Greater and better has been ordained yeah. for you. Amen. Hallelujah. But it takes a decision. Woo. It takes a certain posture. It takes a decision mm. to say this warmth is not enough. This is not enough. It means at your time of trial, God is waiting to see what you will do in order for the demons that have been hiding behind your life. Ah, this is good. This is good. Let me tell you a secret. Sit for two seconds. Sit for two seconds. I've been dealing with demons for many years. I know what I'm telling you. I started doing this deliverance thing since I can remember. Let me tell you something about devils. It is not always in the name of Jesus that exposes a demon. Because you have to understand, when you say in the name of Jesus, in Greek, it is the word anoma. Anoma does not mean in Jesus' name. Anoma means in the character and the manner Jesus would do it. So there are certain things that don't need, may your eyes be healed. Sometimes you need to spit on the ground, take some mud and put it on the eyes. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. There are certain things that will trigger certain things spiritually. Are you listening to this? This is important for you to understand. In your time of great difficulty, it is the time of transition. Whenever things look green, difficult, they look like they are dying. You have to know a new beginning is at hand. Amen. Yes, amen. The problem is you try to prolong the death process. Yet God doesn't want it to extend. You see, Jesus said it like this. Unless a seed is left alone in the ground, it dies alone. It remains alone. So when things look like they have died, it is the time that you need to be more 
spiritually accurate. Yes. Beyond just prayer. You need to know how to pray with prophetic acts. Please listen to me. You need to understand how to act with prophetic acts. It is, listen to me, it is the most important thing. When Jesus was at the cross, in pain, dying, he was tested while on the cross. If you are the son of God, prove it to us. Take yourself off the cross. Jesus looked up and said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. At that moment, he was tested to prove himself because a sacrifice comes to represent those who have sinned. So the high priests are trying to provoke Jesus in order for Jesus to take their sin and put it back on them. Wow. But Jesus holds on to it and maintains their innocence before God. He said they don't know what they're doing. Even what they're doing now, I take it on myself. Yes. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Is this making sense so far? Yes. yes. Go to verse 4. I'm almost done, I promise. And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hung on his hand, they said among themselves, no doubt this man is a murderer. You see, the people who gave you comfort are the same ones waiting for you to get worse. Wow. Woo! That part. Mm -hmm. They are the same Shadrach, Meshach, and the Negroes waiting for you. To get to us so that they can say, yeah. You see, we knew he was so bad. Now they are looking for a way to lift themselves beyond you. Yeah, yeah. Because they never considered you to be one of them anyway. Right. They gave you comfort, but their comfort was to maintain you right. there. So that they can eee. prove themselves eee. that they are better than somebody. They didn't come and say, hey, let's get anti-venom. Let's tie his hand. They began to say, yeah, this guy's sins are deep. He must have killed somebody. <laughs> they didn't come provide anti-venom. Let's tie something. Yeah, let's rush him to the hospital. Let's use tradition. Nothing. They just say, mm. okay. <laughs> this one. Strange guy. We knew it. Something was off with him the whole time. We were helping him from, from the goodness of our heart, but we knew. And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hung on his hand, they said among themselves, no doubt, notice they were sure. No doubt this is a murderer. Whom, with, whom though he had escaped the sea, yet the vengeance suffered not to live. They are the same ones who will tell you, you know, you just need to repent. Yeah, what is going, you know, God told us, you know, you. No, you, you just never really repented, you know, so demons keep. They don't understand that you are in the rain and God is fashioning something. Amen. Some of you, when you're going through the fashioning period, 
and people are speaking negative to you you forget that you are in the season of fashioning things and you give your attention to somebody who cannot do anything for you you take their word to be greater than the word of god verse 5 and he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm notice the beast was in their warmth but when he beat him he took him and threw him into what the fire god is using the fire to expose some snakes that were hiding so that you can catch them once and for all my god Amen. my god jakata labayata so that you can hey. throw them into the burning coals once and for hey. all amen verse 6 look at this we are we are finishing i promise how be they looked and when he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly there is somebody that is just waiting for your collapse I'm here to tell you they are about to get old hey! in disappointment. Yeah. They will be waiting and they see you turning into a millionaire. Yeah. Into a multi-billionaire. Yeah. They will end up asking for a job from you. Yeah. They will be waiting for you to die with that sickness and they will realize that yeah. the sickness is no longer there. Yeesh. They will wait for you to perish. Jesus. God will put them into not just shame but in great shame. Yeah 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 yeah. Amen. Ah, sit for 2 seconds. I have 2 minutes. I have 2 minutes. I have 2 minutes. There's somebody that is just waiting for things. Mhm. Like I tell you this when people look at how God has raised our ministry they are always looking for something always looking for something that they can taint us but you see the problem is this there are snakes that were around we didn't know now they are just starting to show up yeah <laughs> yeah the fires provoke them wherever they are that they can't sleep they just have to say something but we thank God because the vipers are being what exposed Wow. But after they had looked a great while and so no harm came to him they changed their minds and said that he was a god. They will confirm you are a child of God. Amen. They will confirm that what they thought of you was not true. Amen. I don't know if you can hear me. Amen. They will Amen. confirm that they were deceived. Amen. Sit for 2 seconds. I want to show you how to provoke some fires. Show us. Teachers. Yeah. Teachers. Notice Paul lit up a fire to bless everybody. and by lighting up a fire to bless everybody he realized that there were people who were waiting for him to die yeah. and god left them in great disappointment proverbs chapter 25 from verse 
Proverbs 25 from verse 21. I love this one. Can we all read it together? Yes. Amen. One, two, three. If thine enemy be hungry, give him bread to eat. And if he be thirsty, give him water to drink. Verse 22. For thou shalt heap coals of fire upon his head, and the Lord shall reward thee. Stop arguing with people. Yes. Take them out to eat. <laughs> I, I, you, I thought I was in a spiritual place. Amen, amen. Stop going back and forth with people. Bless them without even them knowing. You just told God, look at what they did to me and I still love them. God will take coals of fire. Yes. Do you know what it means to put coals of fire on their head? Frustration. Torment. Not that they can rebuke it. This one you can't rebuke. This is from God. They will be confused that they will start telling on this. You know, I never used to like you. (laughs) You know, something in me just never, you know, I. You know, in fact, actually, last week we were planning something, you know, to just do this. But, you know, I realized that, you know, this. And the reason why they start doing that is because the torment is too much. The only way they can get relief is by beginning to confess. Whether it's an ex-husband, ex-wife, baby father, baby, be good to people. Amen. But do it showing it to God, not to man. Don't do it to gain anything. That's key. Force the, the hand of God of vengeance on your enemies. Don't pray for it. That's why Jesus said, if they slap you, give them the other side. He was trying to invoke this verse. Amen. He said, it's told to you, an eye for an eye. Yeah, that's a small punishment. If they smack you, just say, mm. make sure you get your, you know. Make sure they see all your jawline. And... Because you're not doing this for man. You're doing it for God. Listen. Every word spoken against you. Every trap set before you. There is a way to shift the whole thing. Some of you, there are people who cheated out you out of business. They played you. They stole your idea. They did this. They did that. Don't argue with people. Stop arguing with people. Set them up spiritually. It's teaching. Amen. I I thought I was helping somebody. You're helping. Set them up spiritually. 
When those who have spoken ill of you, you bless them, God will expose them in the open. And God will expose them while raising you. You see, people who always attacked me did not understand what God was doing with me. I never argued with them. I was like a fool. Apostle knows this. We were just like foolish. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. In the background, we are blessing them. Now they look and they say, ah. I had a man of God travel all the way from D.C. A man I knew for years. Came to me. Looked at me. And said, I want to apologize for what happened more than seven years ago. I said, what are you apologizing for? He said, you always respected me and you're good to me even though you knew I was not for you. If I had seen what God was going to do with you, I would have been the first one to not only sow but to push you. I would have been benefiting from what God has made you now. Please forgive me. When God avenges you, it is finger licking good. The satisfaction will not be that God avenged you, but it will be where God lifted you. I rather God lift me than to see somebody fall. Yes. Ah, that's good. So if somebody offended you, be good to them. Let God bless you. And God prove them who you are. If you are praying for doors to be opened in the midst of a drought, praise God. By praising God, you are already into your future because praise is, you see, you cannot praise when problems, within problems. Praise is a prophetic act. Dancing is an act of victory. While you are in trouble, you are dancing. Your spirit has gone ahead of you. Eventually, your body will also catch up with where your spirit is. Amen. 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 This are prophetic triggers that move God beyond words. You want an encounter with God, don't fast and pray. That will not bring an encounter, I'm sorry. That is not how Cornelius did it. Cornelius raised an altar before God. And he became a memorial before God. That an angel had no choice but to come from heaven and say, Cornelius, man. Your thing has risen as a memorial before God. So I had to come and talk to you. You see what triggers God is not what you're thinking. A guy who was not a Christian, he just wanted to be close to God. So he started to do things that move God. Blessing the church. Yet he was considered an outcast, uncircumcised. He began to fast. He began to pray. When the angel showed up, he did not talk about his fasting. Say, hey, your giving and prayers have risen up for a memorial before God. What does that mean? There is a review in heaven where they check who has been doing what. Because that brings an urgency before God in whom God should answer. The prayers of the righteous availeth much. And the righteous able. Remember the Bible calls him that. Righteous able. Yet righteousness was not even spoken about. 
In the gospel, he's saying God will avenge from the righteous able. When you do certain things, it gives you a priority before God because you are speaking God's language. I will never respond to somebody that I don't understand. I will only talk to those who I understand. I'll say, okay, I, I will get to you. Let me deal with this one first that I can understand. You I may need a translator. I may need all these things. So let me, I'm coming to you. You will always favor what you understand, not what you don't understand. So when people say, oh, you know, God understands. No, he doesn't. It is not that he doesn't know what you're trying to do, but he will not respond to you because you're supposed to understand him. It's not just about you. Self-centered people are always, you don't know what I'm going through. Duh, I'm not supposed to. That's your experience. But if you want somebody to be there for you, you need to understand them also. This is not a one-way street. You don't even know what I'm going through. I am not supposed to. Do you realize help should not come from the place where you come from? Stop seeking for help from people who have gone through what you have gone through. Help usually comes from the other side. Yes. When God sent people to be a blessing to Jesus, to the prophets, they were not people from their nation. They are always from somewhere else. They didn't even know what they believe. Help doesn't come from where you understood. You are looking for self-satisfaction, not breakthrough, not healing, not deliverance. That's good. You don't know what it means to lack. That's good, so I can bring you out of it. Amen. Because if I come from luck also, I will be stingy to help you because maybe I'll go back in luck. So there is a transformation that God needs to give you and it will always come from other places. The Jews expected Jesus to be one of them. He wasn't. So they missed him because they want him to look exactly like them, to show up like a rabbi. He was so different from them. So because he was so different, they could not accept him. Tonight, let your prayer be very simple. As you stand and pray now, let your prayer be extremely what? Simple. Let your prayer be plain and simple. And let your prayer simply declare this. Lord, build me to be spiritual. That I may know what moves you. Not what moves me, but what moves you. Lift up your voice and begin to speak to God. Thanks for joining us. We trust that what you have received today will change your life forever. Please follow us on social media at Prophet Lovi and Revelation Church LA for updates, events, and teachings. If you are interested in connecting with this teaching, head over to ProphetLovi.com or RevelationChurchLA.org and click on Giving. Revelation Church is located in Simi Valley, California and has prophetic service every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. and Sunday service at 10 a.m. 
We'd love to see you there. Until next time, Shalom.